Hi, I'm P.S. Washington, and it's time for your Desert Seeds. Turn with me, if you would, over to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. We're going to hear something brand new from the Word of God. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. This is very powerful. I need you to follow along with me. This is the Apostle Paul talking. In verse 7, he says this, Be not deceived. God is not marked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, one of the primary reasons I've created Desert Seeds is to help people when they are running on empty. Desert Seeds are short sermons that you can inject into your life at any given time and get that kick that you need from the Holy Spirit. If you're a pastor or a teacher, feel free to reproduce this message in any way you see fit. In fact, one of my favorite quotes that I created was, God gives leaders for example and examples for reproduction. God gives leaders for example and examples for reproduction. So maybe this will feed a thought, create a new sermon, or you might want to reteach it the way you're hearing it. For the sake of structure, I'm going to call this message, yours for the picking. Whatever you're trying to do in your ministry right now, it is yours for the picking. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, Paul says, Be not deceived. Circle that word, deceived. Be not deceived. God is not marked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I told you to circle the word deceive. But the whole phrase, be not deceived, in the Greek language is what we call a word cluster. A word cluster is a group of English words that are put together to describe one or more Greek words. And the word that is used here, be not deceived, is the Greek word planao. Planao. This is a very, very important word. Planao. Do you hear another word inside of that? Planao. It's the word plan. Now, this is a very old Greek word, planao. It describes someone who has been deceived, someone who has been pulled away or driven away from the truth. This was the plan, the scheme, the very idea that came from somewhere. Planao, be not deceived. Paul was saying here, do not be led away from the truth. Do not come away from reality. But think about it. No one willingly is deceived. When we are deceived, we are tricked into going the wrong way. So why does Paul say, be not deceived? Why does he say, be not pulled off course? The answer, of course, can be found in the Greek grammatical notation associated with the word deceived. It is found in what we call a present imperative middle participle. I know that's a mouthful. I'll say it again. It's a present imperative middle participle. In other words, he's talking about something or an action that is presently taken place. It's a present imperative middle participle. It's an imperative action, which means he's commanding you not to be deceived. 
but it is the third part of this grammatical notation that gives us a hint to what Paul is really alluding to. He says, be not deceived, and it's found in a middle voice. We don't have a middle voice in the English grammar. We have a passive voice where something is happening to us. We have an active voice where something is happening because of us. But in the Greek, they have what we know as a middle voice, which is something you do for yourself by yourself. A middle voice is something you do for yourself by yourself. So when we take that in consideration, Paul is not saying, be not deceived. He's literally saying to the believers, don't deceive yourself. Don't go into your own planao, your own plan. This is where pastors, teachers, and church planners have their biggest battle. When you're putting a team together and all of a sudden, deception comes in the midst of the plan and someone is starting to restructure the direction of the vision. But what is interesting about the word deceive is that it alleviates the opportunity for humans to say someone deceived me. I was doing the will of God. I wanted to obey God, but someone pulled me off point. God says, no. Through the apostle Paul, he says, be not planao. Do not be in your own plan. Do not deceive yourself. Do not follow your own course of actions. So you could read verse 7 like this. Do not say you've been deceived when you're following your own plan. Paul goes on to say, God is not marked whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Now we need to look at this word, soweth. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Because when we generally think about sowing, we think about putting seed in the ground. But the subject here is not about putting seed in the ground. The subject is your own pickings. Let me explain it. Everything I've been saying revolves around one word, and that is the word soweth. For whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. When we look at this word, we find the word spiral from the Greek root word sparao. Sparao means to pull something out at the right moment and involves the discerning of seasons. The Apostle Paul is saying, whatsoever a man spiro, that also shall he reap. When something is spiroed, it is not only planted, but it is pulled up. It is drawn out at the proper season. The inference falls, therefore, on the preposition whatsoever. Properly translated, it would not say whatsoever a man soweth. It would say wheresoever a man soweth. Wheresoever a man spiro. Wheresoever he sparao. Wherever he soweth that also shall he reap, or wherever he pulls from, that's the location of his harvest. Now I'm quite aware that we have been programmed to understand that scripture as planting seed, but it doesn't mean to plant seed. It literally means to draw the seed that you already planted. So when you look at it in that light, it says, 
if you draw from the flesh, you're going to reap from the flesh. If you draw from God's spirit, you're going to reap from God's spirit. It's yours for the picking. It's up to you and I to decide where we're going to draw from. If we draw from our flesh, that's the location of our harvest. If we draw from the Lord, that's where we look for our harvest. It's not so much as just trying to plant seed because a lot of us have planted great seeds of faith in our lives. But when we're under duress, when we're under pressure, we draw from our flesh instead of our spirit. Think about it. Why would you plant in one location and try to draw from another location? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? If you begun your life praying, fasting, asking God to bless you, why would you draw from the flesh? Whatsoever or wheresoever a man pulls from, that is the location of his harvest. I'm P.S. Washington, and that was your Desert Seed.